Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, a new excited initiative called Builders and Backers. I want to be someone who serves, but I really want to be someone who solves, and I want to help other people not just call them and go, hey, we should go solve this. We need to teach people how to go solve this. And if we use the word entrepreneurship, it closes people's minds to thinking that they've got to go create a company. If you've been involved in startups in the D.C. region over the last 10 years, your life has been directly touched by our next guest. Donna Harris was the driving force behind Startup America and then co-founded 1776, a highly influential accelerator that helped many technology startups in the region and around the world. Donna and I caught up last week and I learned about a new initiative and I wanted to get her on What's Working in Washington right away so that she could share what she's planning to do. As is always the case with Donna, it's something that has purpose and will make a difference. So let's find out what she's up to. Donna, thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. Well, tell everybody about your new initiative. What are you up to? Sure. So I've been uh, quiet the last three years, but I've been busy researching and testing and experimenting and launching an initiative called Builders and Backers. And our objective is to mobilize our country around the concept of buildership, that we can all see problems, solve problems, and make a difference in our communities. And through buildership, we can solve the problems that actually matter. So we need to be builders and we need to be backers. Now you've been around what we used to call or talked about as entrepreneurship. How does this concept of buildership differ from the entrepreneurship that you and I have talked about for years now? Yeah, I mean, if you circle back to where we started with Start of America in 1776, we had a very real problem around getting people involved in high-growth entrepreneurship because our country needs the jobs that these businesses can create. The challenge is that really well-intended efforts to create ecosystems have ended up in ecosystems that revolve around venture capital. And so people who have ideas and want to pursue them end up going down the pathway of creating a venture capital-backed business, which is great for some concepts and for some entities. But it is not great for some other ones. Right? It's not the vehicle for everyone. Um, and so we need to be teaching entrepreneurial thinking and doing to everyone, not just people who want to start a venture. It's not a means to an end. It actually is the thing that we all need to be excellent at as a country, whether you're a mayor, you're running a not-for-profit, you're working inside a company, you're a parent of a student. We all need to be able to be builders, and, and that's the word that we call entrepreneurial thinking and doing. I have been around the venture capital industry for a long time, and I agree wholeheartedly with what you're saying in that we, in a lot of ways in our country, have created almost a lottery where <laughs> you, if I play this game, I might become a billionaire. And it's true. If you play the game well, you may become a billionaire, but you're an outlier. And it doesn't provide a roadmap for the many people that aren't going to be billionaires, how they can contribute. And it also focuses on economic outcome in a very narrow way. So I'm with you 100%. Why, what is it about entrepreneurial behavior that you really think we have to trigger in our communities to make a difference in our society? Well, if you, if you think about what you just said, right, we, we have put venture first, right? So we venture come, capital. I, I'm a venture yeah. capitalist. I've, I've invested in companies on five continents. And mm. when you start by saying, I run a venture capital fund, you narrow your aperture to the ideas that you can invest in. And you might come across fantastic people with amazing ideas that can actually make an impact in their community. But 
they don't fit your investing model. And so we, if we flip that around and say, well, why don't we start with the problems that we want to solve? Let's look for the promising practices that are out there everywhere. And by the way, we don't care if that promising practice is a not-for-profit or a high-scale venture. We care that it actually solves the problem. Then we put the funding in alignment with what that promising practice needs to scale. Right? So we're, we're in essence sort of flipping that around. And if we can do that, then it becomes an imperative that we teach people how to look at the problems around them, to understand and unpack the problems, to be able to get to the root, to be able to ideate, right? really out of the box, bold, why have we not tried this kind of ideas before, and then have the courage and the tools to go experiment in really small ways to try to solve those problems. And in essence, that's what we've been teaching entrepreneurs for the last decade. But we are doing it through the lens of it can only or should only result in this narrow kind of company that I can back. So in terms of communities, if we look at the vitriol, the, the political backlash, the divides, and I don't care which side of the aisle you're on, we're harshly divided in a time when we have serious problems that we need to fix. So while everybody is focusing on who's in office and elections that are or aren't happening, we focused on what if we actually taught people how to do this and unleash them across the country? Could that actually not only help solve the problems, could people come together by building together and purposely tested that concept? And turns out the answer is yes. Implicit in your uh, thesis is that there are other places to find resources and money other than venture to support problem solving. So what are those other sources if it's not coming from selfish people looking to make lots of money? Yeah, let me look. I, I'm I'm one of those selfish people. I run a venture capital fund. I'm an angel investor. I have a fantastic portfolio of amazing entrepreneurs that I'm backing through a venture lens. Right. I also am a philanthropist. I make donations. Um, I'm an advisor and mentor. And sometimes I think about lower return vehicles I can use to back the companies. We have literally trillions of dollars in capital as a nation. If you look collectively at the philanthropy dollars that are sitting in donor-advised funds, if you think about our country as one of the most generous in the world, the capital's not the problem. The vehicle-first orientation of that capital in terms of because I'm a philanthropist, I use these vehicles. If I'm a venture capitalist, I use those vehicles. If we flip that around and say, well, it doesn't matter what label I put on myself. What do I care about? What do I really think is broken that I want to be able to invest my resources in? Now, let's go find the promising practices and let's put the right vehicle around that promising practice. Right? So there's, there's trillions of dollars available. And that's not even thinking about government funding, corporate initiatives that align around some of these challenges that we need to address. We, we think about the issue of distressed communities. We've got an entire swath of our country of communities that are falling behind in this race to be a digital economy. A lot of companies care about that, not just mayors, not just the people who live there. They care about that because that's their customer base. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of uh, stakeholders that care about the problems. We just haven't structured the right way for those stakeholders to actually be able to back solutions to those problems. So over the last couple of years, as you've done various things around this issue, what's the project that you've worked on that has provided the best sort of use case for why this new model makes sense to you? Yeah, I mean, we've done a lot of experimenting in discrete 
pieces and parts of this. Can you teach buildership? Can you mobilize people to employ buildership around problems that matter? Can you find backers that are willing to embrace this model? Can you structure investments around this model? And and all of those were fantastic uh, proofs that the thesis is correct and and that the model works. We, over the last uh, nine months, have been working in a pilot community, uh, particularly aggressively over the last six in North Carolina, um, working in Winston-Salem, Piedmont region, uh, Greensboro, High Point, and all the communities to the west, like Boone and Wilkesboro, where they are, in some cases, distressed communities, and in other cases, small to mid-sized communities that are really struggling as companies move and jobs move to bigger cities. And we were able to mobilize builders across the western one-third of North Carolina. We found them. They were very excited about this concept of buildership, embraced it immediately, came together for workshops around how do we actually employ it. Um, In a single four-hour session that we had with them in December, they generated over 1,500 ideas around how do we actually solve some of the economic challenges that vex our region. And by the way, we were able to feed those challenges to one of the largest corporations in the world who has actively begun solving with them some of those challenges because we've been able to connect all the stakeholders and the backers who care about those problems to the ideas and the, and the builders that generated them. And so um, we'll be showing a documentary film soon uh, that shows that work and it highlights the, the people who are in every community across the country who actually can be builders if we actually structure the tools and the ways to mobilize them and back them. I've known you a long time and we've worked on many different projects together. And I know you're a very purpose-driven person and you have strong faith. How do you think that faith and entrepreneurship interrelate and what do they have in common? Well, what a great question. Uh, I mean, personally, it is an important intersection for me as a person of faith. I view entrepreneurship more through the lens of a tool that I understand how to use and I can use purposefully in the world. And there's nothing wrong with making money as I do that, but I'm aiming it at problems that matter. I'm aiming it at the idea that every single person in this world has a gift. And what a shame it is that we don't actually unlock all those gifts. And what are we missing in this world because we haven't? Um, to me, that's, that's purpose. That's life calling. That's my why. Um, though I do it through a variety of lenses, secular and spiritual. Um, and it's not about taking my faith and going out there and saying my goal is to convert people. I'm called through my faith to be a person who loves my neighbor. And I define love as love in action. And action for me means, yes, I want to get out and serve. I want to volunteer. I want to donate to that immediate need. But I want to solve. I want to, you know, when I went to Haiti in, you know, right before the dot-com crash, and I saw the magnitude of the problems, and I met a little boy no older than my son, who, by the way, is turning 10 today. Happy birthday. Uh, He was living in squalor and a garbage dump, and he had no clean water. He had no clean clothes. He's wearing clothes four sizes too small for him. And I'm there on a trip painting churches and doing wonderful good work, and I was grieved because I didn't actually solve the problem that led to that little boy living in squalor. And we have some of the same challenges now emerging in our country with water and poverty and homelessness and education and 
communities falling behind and economies that are struggling. And I want to be someone who serves, but I really want to be someone who solves. And I want to help other people not just call them and go, hey, we should go solve this. We need to teach people how to go solve this. And if we use the word entrepreneurship, it closes people's minds to thinking that they've got to go create a company. But the word buildership, to be a builder, we all can be builders and we all can be backers if we think about what those words truly mean. Well, here's your call to action, folks. Go off and be a builder. That's our purpose, at least a big purpose as far as Donna Harris and I are concerned. Donna, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan, and our web writer is B. Aldrich. Music provided by two local bands, The Sunbathers, and my own band, Two Car Living Room. Thanks to Acuity. Acuity is a leading technology innovator solving big data analytics problems. Check them out today and discover the power of Acuity. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for joining us.